check, check. Light check. Show presented by Empire on ProbiMax.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, July 16th, 2015. That's right. It's Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Empire. Fly Racing designs its race to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle. No unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no nonsense, function, fitness style. Fly Racing produced uh, products are distributed and uh, produced exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Fly Racing Zone, Andrew Short, coming back this weekend at Millville. Millville, round seven, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Very exciting. We had a week off last week, so we're getting back. And uh, one of the best tracks on the circuit, without a doubt. Great crowd. Lots of challenging obstacles. Going to be a hot one, too, this weekend. Like 93, it's calling for. So it's going to be muggy and humid. And those trees, they don't provide any wind. And it is going to be gnarly. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Of course, NFAB, n-fab.com. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hardest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. JGR Yamaha depends on NFAB. Arsha, Nicoletti, Pike. They use NFAB steps, uh, light mounting solutions, or bumpers on their Jeep, truck, or SUVs. N-Fab.com, probably made in Houston, Texas. That's right. All right, I'm Steve Mathis, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. The Tits Legendary. We've been seeing a lot of each other recently. We have been. Yes, yeah. yes. You're like back. This is Rekindling like a full t- an old yes. love affair. You loved being back on the Pulp Show. You loved it. It Ken- was fun. Kenny was here. Kenny was here. And, and then Kiefer was uh, here. Yeah. Devin was here. You loved it. Fun. You loved All it. All good things. Uh, I like your guy, Ryan Dungey, to win too. this weekend. Yeah. Agreed. Very good at Melville. Uh-huh. Spent some time there. A little bit. Um, he's pretty much unstoppable anyways, and now he's going to Melville. So... I agree. It's yeah. time to put this little Barsha little two yeah. two race run. Yeah, it's crush end. that confidence, it's gonna, bro. It's end yeah, Barsha. This week. Barsha and that hair. <laughs> that hair you and, and your hair, be- Barsha. That beard. It's going uh, down. Uh, Jason Wygant and Jason Thomas on the show for the next hour. We're going to take your phone call seven zero two five eight six pulp seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're giving some crap away today too. Some fly racing stuff. Uh, we're going to give away a Pit Tech Pro glove. Uh, service T-handles, and fly tie-downs. So if you want to be the next Mike Goose Gossler or Steve Mathis, top tuner like that I was, you need some gloves and a T-handle and a set of tie-downs. We're going to give that away to a random caller here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Did I say that Weege and Thomas were coming on today? I don't know if I did, but they are. So Racer X's own Jason Wygant and Fly Racing's own Jason Thomas will be joining me. And what would the Fly Racing Moto 60 show First phone call B without Rainy Yellow. Rainy Yellow, what's up? Hey, I'm here to kick the show off. Uh, 
What's happening? You see the teaser for Straight Rhythm. The one with the horse? It's got like the horse, and then it's got a. If you didn't, if you, no, if you I, blink, I, you might miss the fact that Dungey's in the commercial. But it was all about my guy. Well, I heard about this horse thing a while ago, but I never saw the preview. I know it's out, but I never saw it. So I need, I need to beauty. check it out. Yeah, but um, you know what? Hey, that's going to be the first time that James Stewart's going to come back. So yeah, it's it's exciting, and it was uh, fun last year, and then. Uh, they showed his uh, his mechanic. I uh, what's his name? Uh, Rene. Rene, yep. Zapata. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Uh, he was there, and I know they got a good relationship. And I remember uh, Lee was wrenching for James, and um, for whatever reason, like they didn't get along or whatever. But uh, I'm seeing Barsha and his mechanic. They got a, a really good bond going. How key? How key is that? You know, for a rider. Wow. Well. I think it's less and less key than it used to be. Um, I yeah. think back in the day, well, back in the day, you, when the box fans, you would drive with your mechanic. You'd, he'd practice with them during the week somewhere on the road. Mechanic right. would be very, very instrumental in tuning the motorcycle. And this is even goes. Yeah. This even goes back to like my day, like not that long ago, where I was uh, doing the suspension and the jetting, and, and you know, trying to make the bike work for Nick Way or Tim Ferry, these guys. But right, not, right. But, but now, and and then you saw guys like Emig bring over J Bone, and you saw Bundy stick with Nathan Ramsey throughout the years and go from team to team. But nowadays, the mechanic man, and hopefully none of these mechanic buddies of mine are listening. They're parts changers. They really are. Uh, not, yeah, it's not that I, I know Kenny brought over uh, Kelly with him. Yeah, yeah. No, he likes Kelly and all that. And, and you know. But there's a specialist. There's a, there's a motor specialist, a suspension specialist, and you know you're kind of putting on what those guys tell you what to do. When the rider comes back, they normally huddle with the suspension guy and they huddle with the motor guy or the team manager. Yeah. And the mechanic is left washing and prepping and getting the bike ready for the next the next race. Look, uh, it's not that they never talk to the riders, but it's nowhere near what it used to be as far as bonding between a rider and mechanic. You'll also see a lot of teams. They'll take they'll they'll keep the same guys forever because you know you're around some people twenty four seven, and so you got to all get along. So if a team has a group of guys that get along, they value that over a rider relationship. So, right, it's, right, uh, it's different. Like I'm interested to see if Brian Krantz moves over to Cowie with uh, Eli Tomac. I know the Tomac right. the Tomacs really like him, and certainly a guy like Tomac can pull some strings and get a guy there. But is that, is that official or? Well, nothing. No press releases out. So I mean, we're speculating, jab jab. But um, and then is is he going to be ready? I I just saw an interview with him recently saying he's not going to be riding till at best like November. I yeah, think yeah. Look like November. He's going to get a late start on it. I've heard Cowie's looking to hire Ivan Tedesco to do some testing for them uh, to, to try to get something going. You know, um, right. So yeah, I think that. Um, it should be interesting to see. It's it's a late start. It's a late start for on a new bike. On, on you know, never ridden Cowie before, and and uh, I'm surprised that. Well, I'm not surprised. Whatever it is, what it is, he's hurt. But hey, it's a late it start. Works for, it works in uh, favor for my guy. So uh, appreciate it, and uh, have a great show, Steve. Thanks, Raining Yellow. Appreciate it, man. All right, uh, Raining Yellow on the line. Let's get our first guest up, uh, Jason Thomas, on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by Infab. We will. Um, uh, We'll talk more about Millville this coming up weekend. But if you want to talk about RV retiring, you want to talk about the GPs, you want to talk about anything, 702-586-7857. We've got a few phone lines open. And uh, before we get to our first guest, let's get to Dave. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? 
right. Hey, did you happen to uh, watch the Latvia uh, GP? I did, yeah. I watched the MX2. Did you see the interview with the girl that, uh, with Thomas Covington? And, you know, speaking of cutting hair, you know, they said uh, the FIM was getting on him and he cut his hair back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I he heard was that. hanging out the back of the helmet. I heard that. Yeah, it's a, that's a little weird. Um, yeah, that's weird, man. It's like, but come I've, on. But I've known that for a while because I think, was it Barsha? Did Barsha have long hair on the Honda when he went there? There was people talking about that when uh, I think it was Barsha went and his hair was hanging out the back and. They were saying that he may have to cut it or something or whatever, and it was a kind of a little mini, mini, mini controversy going on. So, yeah, I've yeah. known about that rule for a while. It's it's ridiculous, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, oh, they do have a ruling for it then, huh? Yeah, no, no. It's it's in the rule that they don't oh, want it man. to get caught in a chain or a sprocket yeah, or something. It's, but it's, it's, you know, that's kind of stupid. But yeah, yeah I was just wondering if you saw it. That's all, man. The, uh, the GPs, they also make you cover your countershaft sprocket with a full guard, unlike in the USA. They don't oh, really? want um, they don't yeah. want anybody anything cut in there, so they they have some different rules for that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I was just curious. That was, that was just crazy. I heard the girl interview. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a little weird. Thanks, Dave. All right, man. Thanks, Dave. All right, our next guest, uh, first guest of the uh, show, he's out in the world hawking fly race. Where JT, what's up? What's happening? How's in the fly racing 2016 gear presentation tour going? Oh, it's it's going. It's going. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. <laughs> no, it's good. It's Dude, just a lot of. Do you ever like think like travel night, for me? Do you ever think like I've seen a million faces and I've showed gear to them all? Uh, yeah, I know where you're going with that, right? Um, but uh, no, because it's only my reps and some select dealers. So yeah, okay. All right. Fly yeah. racing, motor. Can you hear the? Show. Can you hear the? Burntness in my voice. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. not not uh, not not um, not a usual peppy self. Where are you? Uh, I'm in St. Louis. I got a. Oh. I have a showcase tonight. So, oh, tits East East St. Louis. Would you like JT to go visit any places? Uh, no, but we were just reminiscing about how great St. Louis is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you know St. Louis well. Uh, hey, we're giving away a set of Fly Racing Pit Tech Pro gloves. Are these like mechanics wear things, JT? I should uh, yeah. look this up. Okay, yep, they are. And uh, service T handle. So, uh, and a set of fly tie downs. So, doing yeah. Pit Tech Pro or Pit Tech Light? Pick, tech, pick Pit Tech Pro, bro. All right. Uh, okay, cool. Is it the better ones? Yeah, yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're very similar, uh, just a little bit, you know. It's, that, they, those ones are the better ones. So. It's basically, generally, if somebody wants to be the next Mike Gossler, they, can, they need this. They need gloves. They need T handle. They need tie down. Well, we can't, we can't advertise that, but I think we all know that they'll get you there. Can't advertise what? That you'll be the next Mike Gossler? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but buy these gloves and it you'll, goes without saying. you'll have a factory job. They'll right. Ask you. right. There's some legal ins and outs that we can't really approach with that, but uh, um, it's a given. Right. 702-586 Pulp. Got a question for uh, Jason Thomas or myself. Jason Wygant coming up. So, Millville coming up this weekend, JT. Um, now, obviously, I'm biased. I've spun a lot of laps at Millville in my life, but. Maybe in the mud. Every, every which way. Every which way. But, you in Stanton? Yeah. I mean, six time. I do think it's the best track on the circuit. I think it's the best track. It's got everything. You agree? I can't really argue it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own, you know, favorite. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I can't argue it. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. Um, I just think it's it's a uh, it's got it's got steep deep sand whoops. You know, it's got the hills. It's got good dirt yeah. that that isn't sandy. You know, it's got a nice traction mm-hmm. base to it. They always usually make some good changes to the track. It's maybe open up that new hill section in the last, I don't know, five, six years. So 
Yeah, I think I think track wise, you're probably right. Uh, the only you know, it's it's a little bit difficult to get to and and little things like that. But mm-hmm. as far as just the track itself, you're probably right. Yeah, no, it's uh, people love it. So what's it like? Well, let's talk about the sand whoops a little bit. And and again, you've raced there for 15 years or whatever. Sometimes they're deeper. Sometimes they kind of roll like maybe like a log over them or a tractor or something. Um, they're different ways of being prepped, those sand whoops, aren't there? Yeah, I've, I've raced in them a lot of different ways. Uh, I was actually writing about that earlier this week and just all the variations of how I've seen them. Uh, do you remember, I want to say it was 2003, uh, they didn't touch them at all. They were just like a, it was like a bomb went off in there. Um, you know, yeah. they, they literally didn't touch them for weeks leading up to the race. So they were all kinds of edgy and crazy. Uh, and then I've seen them where they were almost just, you just doubled all the way through them. They're real tall yeah. and real far apart. And you just, you couldn't even skim them. You just had to jump. So I'm interested to see how they are this year. Uh, I think it favors different people, you know, according to how they build them. So it's always interesting to see. You, uh, yeah, you watch some videos back in the day and when I raced there. You were more doubling through them. They were giant sand doubles. Right. Uh, for a long time, they ended up, though, you could kind of skim the tops mm-hmm. and haul ass through there. Carmichael back in the day. I mean, I, I, well, maybe Stu, but I, I don't think from my eyes I've seen anybody faster than Carmichael go through those when you could skip them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I actually just, wrote uh, about that same thing where they had this, the speed gun through there. Yeah. And uh, Carmichael was doing like 45 miles an hour, something insane through there. <laughs> And you were probably doing half. <laughs> probably. I mean, it was incredible uh, he how would, fast. He yeah, he would there. just kind of get started on the first one, touch his rear wheel, like the next, the third one down, touch again, and just kind of pick up speed as he went down. You know. So yeah, um, and that that section like that is, mm-hmm. um, it's really what he grew up on. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a riding area called Croom in Florida, and that's where he rode. That's where he grew up riding, and he would ride there, you know, every weekend, and that's that sand whoop section is just all the way around the track yep. i mean that's the whole pit that you would ride is just sand whoops like that so uh i think he probably felt really comfortable there and, and it showed i mean he was incredible through there long start and fast that first turn you are hauling ass uh yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's craziness through there actually on the first lap i mean it really if you're in the middle of the pack you're just trying not to run into someone or get jumped on not <laughs> going to the snow fence uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah I mean, that yeah. we, we've seen some crazy stuff go on there. Yeah. Um, when you're coming, when you're racing the track though, um, is it, is it kind of like every lap where you're like, oh, the sand whoops, you hold your breath, you try to get through them or, or like, what's the mentality when you're racing or, or do you look at the sand whoops as a chance to really make some gain some time on dudes in, in front of you? Well, for me, I struggled there, um, short legs and I, I don't know, I just didn't ever really excel there. So for me, it was just try to maintain what I had going the rest of the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know at times I saw other people that were just incredibly, uh, incredibly good through there. And, and that was where they would make all of their passes. Um, and I think for a lot of people, if they if you're really good through there, uh, you would wait uh, sometimes all the way around the track and then mm-hmm. that would be your spot to make passes. Yeah. Uh, so on a track that's really not the easiest to pass on, which mm-hmm. which Millville f- certainly falls into that category, uh, all the the lines kind of funnel into one um, at the bottom. Unfortunately, uh, the whoops certainly offer you a chance to get next to somebody and make a pass. Yeah, right when you kind of come out of the out of the out of the um, you go up the hill, the triple uphill, you make a left up there, you come back down. From when you come back down until the start straight, you're not much passing going on, not much to do. You just can't. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're smart and you know how to guide, you know, guard the inside, uh, you can pretty much hold you know people off uh, for for long periods of time around mm-hmm. that track. Um, and it it's not that it's a negative on the track; it just you know that's mm-hmm. how it forms. So uh, it's it's a good thing that the whoops are there because it really does give you that one opportunity going each direction. Where no matter what, if you're you know mm-hmm. if you're on it, you can make a move there. Um. So we did a little NFAB Fantasy Moto podcast yesterday. And mm-hmm. you are you pretty much stamped a JGR bike with a hole shot because of this start. You really I feel did. strongly like Barsha's gonna Barsha's won two in a row here, and uh, I think it stops at Millville. But you're saying it's gonna be a hell of a race because Barsha's gonna get a start. I do, yeah. I think uh, you know this start is maybe the longest other than Glen Helen of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's pretty deep. You know, it's sand, and they don't really disc it, per se, but it's still deep. It, it really bogs the bike down, uh, and the, the JGR bikes seem to have so much torque that they'll pull them through that, uh, as we've seen at any deep start, like, you know, say Red Bud. Uh, so I expect to see them out front. I expect to see Barsha out front, um, probably both motos, top three at least. Uh, and that's going to, you know, with the confidence he's riding on, I I really think that's going to help him on on a track that's difficult to pass on as mm-hmm. we, we were kind of talking about. I just I think that's going to propel him to at least the podium again this weekend. You ever go out in Millville and walk around and eat, go to that mini donut stand out there? Kind of <laughs> No, oh, I okay. haven't actually. It's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've walked around, but I right. haven't gone to any mini donut oh, stand. It's, it's good stuff. All right, let's get some calls. There's somebody who wants to talk to you about Rossi, Valentino Rossi. Do I just right. hang up on him? No. No, no nobody it, cares. Is it maybe Valentino Rossi? I don't think that so. That would be awesome. RPM, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Valentino Rossi question. Really? Man, I know you got to spend some time with uh, Chad Reed out there at his ranch flat track, and how was that? Nobody cares. Seriously. Uh, yeah, lots of people care. No. Uh, it was awesome. Absolutely. It was probably the most surreal uh, experience ever. Rock and roll. How uh, do you think flat track can help Moto out? Do you think it's... Uh, kind of did the cross training or what? Uh, I think, you know, for, as you've seen kind of Rossi's resurgence this year from just from speaking with him last year, he felt that uh, Marquez's talent and abilities were coming a lot from how good he was at flat track uh, and just how, how good he was at the brakes and being able to back the bike in um, and how just comfortable he was on the edge of traction. And uh, you can see how much better Rossi is this year. Uh, he, he attributes his flat track practice to that, um, just being more comfortable uh, in a negative traction situation. So I think it's great for those guys. And, and even for moto guys, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, obviously the disciplines are a lot different, but really getting to be more comfortable in different aspects of the motorcycle uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's great cross training. Um, I think it probably relates more for road racing than motocross, but it's still you know anything on two wheels where you're where you're kind of pushing your own horizons is is going to be a plus. All right, rock and roll, man. Thanks, All right, y'all be good. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Nobody cares. <laughs> Blake, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm on my way to Spring Creek right now. Actually, I got to say thanks to, I think it's JT. Um, my buddy and I won the VIP passes for uh, the BTO sports thing this weekend. Uh, nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do much with it. I know all about it, obviously, but I don't, I don't handle it, but I keep up with it. So that's awesome. 
Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was you. Yeah, um, I'm coming from Charlotte. I actually called in last a couple weeks ago before the Bud's Creek race, and my buddy's coming from Maryland. We're meeting in Ohio. It's an 18-hour drive for us. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of, I found out I won him yesterday at like 1230 and called him up and was like, dude, do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, like we'll figure out the details later. Tell him yes. So, yeah, less total driving time later, we were decided we're on our way there. That's uh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's going to be pretty gnarly. But I was just curious if you guys had anything you recommended for somebody who's never been to Spring Creek before, if there's anything we should check out while we're there. What about that mini donuts? Do you like mini donuts? Hell yeah. Yeah, go find that mini donut place as long as start straight. <laughs> All right, we'll um, check that out. JT, go ahead. Give give uh, give uh, Blake some advice. Uh, Millville, man, um, you know what? The viewing area that I, really is all I have, uh, I would go past the – like walk along the starting line uh, to the okay. left of it because you'll, you'll have a good pass. Uh, and then go – um, along that wall, sit on the the mountainside. Basically, where if you see where Holy Schmidt or the finish line is, the mountainside okay. next to that is where you want to sit. Uh, you absolutely, okay. absolutely where you want to be. So. Well, hold on a second. No, yep. you, you can be there, but you got to walk around, and that means the, yeah, because you can't see the sand whoops from where JT is talking about. So go. yeah, we'll check everything out. I mean, when yeah. we were both at Bud, like we grew up racing there, like for the National this Pass whatever a couple weeks ago it was i mean we walked around everywhere checked everything yeah. out so go, i just wonder if there was somewhere for during the motos we should sit down and check out well jay certainly what jt's talking about it's good they've carved that hillside out over the years and it's a nice viewing spot and like he said your passes will get you a lot of places but the sand whoops you got to go make time and go over there and watch a moto or two from there because you don't you can only see the sand whoops that's it so you know you have a break of a minute and a half or whatever before some the dudes come by but it's pretty remarkable to see those guys and how fast they're going through there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Millville. you got to go check out the sand whoops. Yeah. Uh, if you have some time, go sit in the creek. Go out to the creek and, uh, you know, maybe um, play in there for a little bit with the with the 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Um, bring like <laughs> that a, uh, might, might get me in a little bit of trouble, I would say. But uh, Well, yeah, it could be kind of creepy. People could look at you weird. But it just seem like you're enjoying it. Bring like an inflatable thing and you and your buddy can drink some beer. Sit in that creek. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for that. Actually, I heard that. I, I saw they got beer tents all over. So a little different than buds where you bring your own. But we're yeah. down. JT. Uh, JT. Nick Way flew into the creek. You can go down that way on that side of the creek and look and see the spot where Nick Way flew into it. At the end of the Saturday. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, that wasn't very good. That was a bad deal. Oh, I remember that. Funny. Actually, I remember yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. But um, all right. Uh, yeah. No, Blake. Uh, have a safe drive and everything else. And, and yeah, good job, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, appreciate it. All right. See you. Uh, Jared, what's up, man? Not much. How are you guys today? Good. What's happening? Not much. Just wondering, uh, is Cole Seeley racing this weekend? Yeah, bro. Seeley's back. Oh, oh yeah. All right. well, yeah. I know he's out for Red Bud, so. Yeah, he, uh, went out with Wardy this week, and, um, yeah, he'll be back at, he'll be back this weekend, so. Cole Seeley, awesome. everybody. Well, that's good news. Yeah, good news for you and, and all the Cole Seeley fans out there. Millions. Legions. Legions, Seeley, yes, man. exactly. All right, buddy. All right, thanks. How's all right, it going, see guys? Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Jason Thomas is on the line. So um, let's keep it to uh, – let's move to – I should say let's move to 250s a little bit. Jeremy Martin, obviously he's been riding there with Alex and Phil the last week and a half or whatever, two weeks since the break. They went up there and ridden. Cooper Webb beat him last year, beat Jeremy Martin straight up in the second moto. But, man, it's it, – I'm giving Jeremy Martin the win. I mean, come on. He's been riding there. 
Yeah, you you got you have to. I mean, anything can happen, but you know, we're, when you're trying to pick a favorite to win and who you think is going to win, how can you go away from a the points leader and b the guy that grew up on the property? I yeah. don't know how you can how you can get away from that. So uh, certainly, Cooper will be a force to reckon with. I don't think anyone's taking him lightly, you know, especially Jeremy. Uh, mm-hmm. But you still got to go with Jeremy, right? Well, could you go with Alex? No. 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 No, I mean, that, I mean I, maybe I'm a little harsh in the way I'm saying no, but yeah. I mean Jeremy's the defending champion. He's the defending race winner. He's the points leader. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you just have to go with with Jeremy over Alex, unfortunately. I wonder how much going to help Phil too. I think it'll help Phil. I do. You think Phil he had a pretty good crash on Instagram? That was pretty awesome. I saw that. I wonder if Phil hits anybody off the track this weekend. <laughs> There's a good chance. I want to say more likely than not. I wonder if he keeps it in between the uh, the, the the ribbon, or if he maybe actually... he uh, hits the mini donut stand. No, can you imagine? <laughs> Just dough and powdered sugar everywhere. There's one guy that would hit the mini donut stand. That'd be Phil, no doubt. He um, hits the donut stand. And says don't. Uh, big uh, big weekend for Muskan. You wrote about it on Pulp MX. Um, big weekend for him. He's got to limit the damage. He's riding with an injured hand. Let's hope it stays together. Helps him out. And you know because he's. I mean, he's probably going to get beat. He just has to control the, the gap, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, these are, this is a very interesting race for him because we all saw how Redbud went. It wasn't good. He lost, you know, 17 points uh, at Redbud. Uh, and Millville is, has the potential to be worse. You know, he, he did have a crash at Redbud, which we saw. But if you're talking about races that are good or bad for him going in, you know, theoretically, this has got to be the worst one, I think. Um, I could make a case for Jeremy, Alex, and Cooper Webb to all be in front mm-hmm. of in front of Marvin this weekend. And if he go, you know, even if he went if he went four four, which he'll probably do better than that, I realize. But say he went four four, that's a that's a fourteen point deficit in one weekend, putting him over twenty points down. Yeah, uh, leaving Melbourne, that's that's not a great spot to be in. So, and you, ha- and you haven't mentioned Zach Osborne's podium t- or, or right, yeah, right, right. And I, I'm I'm just trying to think. You know, I think there's a very good chance that those three beat him. Um, yeah, there's other guys that could certainly, as we as we yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but he he really really needs to focus this weekend on even if he can't beat Jeremy, which I I can understand. Try to minimize the damage because he doesn't want to dig himself a hole going into these races that he will be really strong at, uh, like Washougal, where I, I fully expect him to come out on top. So, yeah. you know, I, I wrote today uh, that, you know, the championships are won on your tough days, on your bad days, and it, that could be very much true this weekend at Millville. You know, the day where you not expected to win, but how much damage can you minimize? Uh, that could be the difference. Yeah, you know, you 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 know, you're right. You got a point, uh, excellent point. That we, we're going to have the same conversation about Jeremy that about Marvin next week. Last year, fastest qualifier, both sessions led every lap of both motos and went one one. So we're going to be doing the same thing, but flip flop. You know, Jeremy's got to stay, start got to stay close to Marvin. So it's going to be interesting these next couple of weeks. We'll, we'll know how, we'll know a lot about this title after after this weekend in Washougal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you're these are probably their two best tracks uh individual best tracks back to back you know so who can who can capitalize the most and who can minimize the most damage uh that's that's going to be the story of this series i really feel like the series is going to come down to these two weekends um who you know who comes out on top will be reflective of how these guys respond in their at you know these next two races it's also going to be 
how somebody responds to winning a uh, Fly Racing Pit Tech Pro Glove. Service TN on Fly Tie Downs. FlyRacing.com, 702-586-PULP. We're still looking to give it away here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. NFAB at the truck or on the trail. The hottest looking, hardest looking accessories from NFAB, N-FAB.com. JGR Yamaha, big sponsor, uh, big uh, part of NFAB's program. They're on board with those guys with two national wins in a row with Barsha. And uh, their steps, their bumpers, SUV, n-fab.com, and flyracing.com. JT, when's the new stuff going to be debuted by the riders? Uh, one more week. Watch oh, Google. how exciting. Coming out. Tits, would you like to ask JT about any where things are made or where the quality of the zippers or anything like that about the new fly racing gear? Uh, I have a question about the handlebar. The handlebar? Yeah, they, they've got a, like a one and eighth inch okay. handlebar. Yeah. What bend is that? Uh, we have a bunch of bends. Yeah. Well, online it only showed one, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, we're we're expanding our handlebar line, so I'm not sure what what's showing up right now, but uh, they um, there's there's a lot coming. So they only have um one band. That seems weird. <laughs> yeah, our our <laughs> handlebar was our fir- one of our first products ever. I think it actually was our first product, to be honest with really? you. Really? So, oh wow! Yeah, it's uh yeah. it's something we're kind of going to refocus on here soon. So. Whatever I don't know, I'm not sure what's showing online yeah, because it's, well, you know, we're still rolling stuff out. It's, but. Just, it's just tits being difficult. Really, that's what it is. <laughs> All right, hey Clint, what's going on? Thanks, uh, thanks for listening to the, to the uh, show. What's your question? Uh, I just wanted to ask a little bit about some Canadian moto. Oh yeah, sure. maybe see your thoughts. Uh, you know, with uh, Greeky going one-one, to see what you think yeah. if that's going to be a confidence booster to help him close the series out. Well, he was the points. And, I mean, I, I'm yeah. in Vancouver, so I don't, yeah. you know. I don't know the surfaces of the tracks and stuff that are coming up. Wow. Is this Ray Ferraro? Uh, so what your thoughts are there? Uh, this is uh, uh, not Ray Ferraro, JT. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, the um, the other ones are sand. This weekend is sand, and that favors Matt. And then there's a Deschambeau one coming up in Quebec, and that one is sandy also. So uh, Gerke, being in the points lead for Matt going to the East Coast was pretty surprising even though he hadn't won a race, because let's not forget he broke his collarbone at the last round of Arena Cross. So right. I was really surprised to see Matt just come out of the gate like that, and to be points leader and head into these next two sand tracks, it's not a good look for uh, for Metcalf, who right now I feel like Fasciati, uh, Thompson blew a motor, Fasciati crashed uh, out, crashed in one of the motors, pretty good at Gopher. Metcalf and Gurky are separating themselves a little bit here, so I'm I'm surprised that Matt is this good that fast, and it, he's only going to get better when it comes to the sand races. Don't you agree, JT? I do, but it's interesting because wouldn't you think that this is Meddy's strength too? I mean, this is a guy that's won Southwick before. Yeah. You know, but, I, I realize Gurky has too, but yeah. the sand, you know, we're kind of saying this is Gurky's time to shine, but I, I wouldn't say that it's Meddy's too. So Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic uh, because they're both going strength for strength. And, uh, you know, Matt Matt obviously came out on top last week with a, with a great performance. So I don't think that's going to sit very well with Brett. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes as we continue on in these uh, Quebec sand tracks. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting to see for sure. Uh, thanks, Clint. Dean. Oh. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Matt's on the hard pack stuff. Matt was better than I thought. Matt Gerke, bro. Just Matt's, uh, you know what I've always said when Matt's on, he he's world class. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that um, when he, when everything's right, he likes the bike and and Matt's in a good place. 
I really think he can ride with anyone. I, I've seen it. I've you know been around him. He's a Florida kid. I've watched it. You know, I've seen him set the fastest lap times in time qualifying. I've seen him win nationals, uh, and we're seeing that right now out of his riding in Canada. It's just keeping him in that frame of mind and healthy and all those things has, has proven difficult over the years. So and keeping it, you got to keep it simple with Matt too. You do, yeah. That's all. That all rolls into kind of what I'm trying to get at is you got to get Matt right, and his his whole package has got to be dialed in. So yeah, um, and it seems to be that's what's happening up there right now. You know, it's, I know we talked about this before the season how dominant he was last last time he was in Canada, and that's not the way it is this year. But yeah. he's certainly showing that potential. He, uh, it's crazy though. Like you think about it, he was almost out of the sport. He had problems with his leg. He broke it, then rebroke it, and. Then he, uh, I think he broke something else, a wrist or something, and really had no ride. I was in Germany um, doing whatever, racing that series, coming back into Anaheim as a fill-in for the for the BTO team. And he's kind of been in and out, but with some really good results. The guy doesn't really – he doesn't quit. He just – he gets hurt. He gets healthy. He comes back, you know, fast again. Yeah. No, and he's got a lot of talent. You know, that's the, uh, the overlying – uh, thing there that he gets hurt and comes back and he's still able to go fast because he's talented. He, he's yeah. extremely talented. Uh, this was a he was a mini bike phenom. I mean the kid was incredibly good and went straight to you know factory teams uh, when he went pro. So yeah. the ability's there. Um, you know I, he kind of fell out of favor there with a bunch of injuries, but you know I, like I said, if if everything's going good, he can run up front. Yeah. Um, it's just you know how does that transfer into next year? You know he's, he's obviously signed with Jimmy Albertson's team and, and can Jimmy get him back to his 2013 supercross form? Because he was mm-hmm. a, he was a top 10 rider that year. So, he was. Yeah. No, he's surprising um, to me. You know, I was a teammate with him and, and I knew him long before then. So I know what's, what's there, you know, in testing and stuff. He just was mind blowing sometimes. So were you there when he was practicing in Florida with no, with no shirt on? <laughs> no, I, oh. I heard the stories okay. because I was, I was already pro, and he was still amateur then, but okay. uh, I did hear the stories, and they're all true. They're all true. Pretty much any story you've heard about Matt is probably true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it should be good to see. Like I said, with Thompson having a DNF, and oh, Metcalf had one too, but Metcalf and Gerke are, are pulling away a little bit up there. So it uh, looks like a battle for to the finish of those guys. I don't have the points in front of me, but that's how they should do. I think uh, Matt's maybe 15 or 20 points ahead, I want to yeah. say. Ed, what's going on? What's your question uh, for JT? Hey guys, um, I'm going to Millville this weekend, and I was hoping to see uh, Tim Cerullo ride, but oh, yeah. once again, I'm getting kind of screwed out of that, and then my other guy RV is gone. So, uh, question is, when he um, busted his shoulder like last November, and he got the surgery, how can they just this just didn't do the uh, surgery on the right the right one? You know, because they said it was like hereditary. Yeah. How can they they just didn't you know you know get them both done? You know, didn't they kind of see this possibly happening? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess they just thought it would be all right. They never looked at it. Maybe he wasn't having any problems with his other shoulder. You know, maybe they didn't want to go in and, and do both at the same time. I mean, it's pretty gnarly. Eli just did that, but, um, yeah, probably in hindsight, they, you know, they should have gone in and done it, but I guess they thought it was all right. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't think he yeah, had any like issues with it. One, so it was kind of like, well, it's kind of weird. Yeah. You no. Know, but- I'm sure they got decent doctors, and yeah, for I sure they would have done that. Yeah, I mean, Adam tells you tells me that every problem he had with his one shoulder that was repaired was a separate issue and nothing related to doctors. Because I was telling him, like, dude, you need to get another doctor. 
You know, and, and like that's happened a lot in our sport. Like doctors are human too, and, and some guys don't get fixed right from the doctor, you know, um, and then they have more problems, and it's nobody's fault but the guy who did the surgery. That happens a lot, and I mentioned that to Adam, and he, he swears the doctor's fine and all that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, something they probably should have done. You're absolutely right, Ed, but uh, and they probably wish they would have. Bummer. Yeah. They got to wait until next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not having – if you're an RV and an AC fan like you are, it's tough, yeah. Oh, and Eli too, so – Oh, Eli, yeah, well, you've had a double, a triple hit then, yeah. Well, some of us, you know, like I was a Tim Ferry fan, he hasn't come back, so I'm dealing with it, Ed. You'll have to. I'll root for the Martin Brothers this weekend. There you go. That'll work. All right, thank you. All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Uh, also joining us on the show, uh, he's the voice of NASCAR soon. Jason Wygant, what's up? Yeah, that's right. I did uh, a two and a half minute interview this week, so I'm oh. pretty much the guy now. Oh, you are, yeah. You, so... I caught it live, too. You did? I did. How did that happen, JT? I just was in between stuff at the hotel, getting ready for my presentation, was turned on NBC Sports, and there was Weege. <laughs> was, That's right. Were you in studio, or were you were you in a shop or in a studio? Like, how, how do you do it? I'm just a shop guy. I'm just a shop guy. Oh, so they... One step at a time. Yeah, they send you yeah, down to a shop. Is in, uh, yeah, the studio is in Stanford, Connecticut, so I don't think they're scheduling me anytime soon. Up there. Well, I thought you filled in at a studio for Kelly or, or somebody at one time, no? No, all all interviews. Yes, I filled in, but it's just interviews. They basically have people do interviews here in North Carolina where the teams are. Okay. And then you send it back to the studio, which is in Stanford. Now, when you interview the NASCAR drivers, like you were telling us, I think, maybe over dinner one time, it's none of this broing down like moto guys where we're making fun of them or they're making fun of us. You show up, the handler goes, okay, are you ready? You go, yes. The, the NASCAR guy gets wheeled out two minutes and then he wheels away. It depends on who it is and the situation. There definitely is parts like that. Like, okay. um, only because NASCAR is so good at getting press, they have things where they set it up. Like the first time I really had to interview a known driver was last year. Like they have that chase format thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then every time a group gets eliminated, they bring the – group that's still going in for huge media day. And that was like that. They're like, you have to interview Jeff Gordon. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be crazy. What's this going to be like? Yeah. And it was that. Handlers brought him to me, talked to him for two minutes, and they just yanked him away. There is no growing down uh, at those big events. But um, these during-the-week things, it is kind of awkward because you, you're standing there for a few minutes while everyone's setting up, and, like, he doesn't know what to say, and you don't know what to say. It's actually quite weird. Hmm, interesting. So are they starting to know yeah. who you are a little bit or no? Uh, the guys that I've interviewed before, they're pretty good. Like, you see a guy once or twice, and then they automatically know okay. who you are. But right. um, my, my big hurdle is going to be, you know, it's a catch-22. you got to go to more races before you're really someone. But until you're really someone, there's really no reason to go to races. So it's the same. Right. You know, I, I, in our sport, we've all cheated, right? Like, all three of us on the line right now did other things that made that happen. Yeah. Um, you're a mechanic. J2 is a rider. And I tell all the Racer X guys, I'm like, they know me as an announcer, not because I went to the races for Racer X. Right. So uh, this is going to be a little bit different story if and when that even uh, happens. But I'm still a motocross guy. When right they, now, I promise. When they when they ask you to interview Ryan Newman, do you go, well, that's not Ryan Newman. That guy looks like a mechanic or a plumber. That can't be Ryan Newman, the Actually, NASCAR driver. Ryan Newman is the only guy I have a story of, coincidentally. He was one of the weird deals where the interview ended, and he was – we were in the shop, like, watching our clip to make sure everything sounded okay. Uh-huh. And he didn't need to leave the shop. Like, he was still in there talking to his guys. Yep. So he was, like, two feet away from us. But it was like, no, we're done talking. Like, I will not be having a conversation with you idiots. So 
it was like this awkward, he's two feet away from us for like a half hour, but no eye contact was made. Like, no, 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 you can only talk to me in interview right. fashion. Wow. Okay. And then we left, and I said, wow, that was kind of weird, huh? And they're like, well, the weird part was, he said, where's Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> poor, it was poor that it was not Kelly's status. Poor Weege. <laughs> um, all right, let's get yeah. – the reason I wanted to get both of you guys on the phone at once was we, we need to do a word of the day for this weekend's broadcast at, at Millville. Oh. We, oh. we didn't do our regular podcast, so we didn't do it. Um, so we need to decide on a word of the day here on the Fly Rates and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. But before we let you go, JT, so um, I had blue cheese was a word I thought of. Um, Tits gave some solution, gave some suggestions here. Namby Pamby, uh, bloviate to, uh, you know, brag about something. Uh, crapulence, which is discomfort from eating or drinking too much. And Namby Pamby, weak with no backbone. So good luck squeezing that in Jake there, Weege. You know that Barsha, he's real namby-pamby, Grant. <laughs> you might want to not do that one. But what about blue cheese? Well, I can't. Don't ask me. I'm, I feel like if I vote, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. a biased participant. Yeah. So I really shouldn't have an opinion here. JT, I probably should have texted you before this, so I'm throwing you on the spot. You got one? Uh, I don't have anything right off the top of my head. I had transgender. That is a big one right now. That is a big word, yes. Yeah, I, I still like transgen- transgender, to be honest with you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stick with that. I like it. I don't think we can squeeze that in anywhere. That's, That's your sperm going. well now. That's your sperm well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Sperm well. Yeah, I don't know how you can do that. Uh, Lobster Bisque was good, though. Yeah. I, wa- I rewatched that one. I thought that was excellent. That was, it was a perfect job of getting that one in. On the NBC show, too, which was even better. He's just teasing us. Well, yeah, and I was honestly getting nervous about all those factors. I mean, we were down no, to the last segment weren't. of the day on the NBC show. I was, I was honestly more nervous at that moment than at any point in these four hours of live TV I do every weekend. Right. I was literally getting – my heart rate was going up. Like, I'm not going to get it in. Uh, Triceratops? I just went and saw Jurassic Park a little while ago. Uh, Ceratops, blue cheese, bloviate, Namby Pamby. Any one of them is good. I mean, you just need to pick one of them. I think we have a list. We have a good list. Right. I really like crapulence. Crapulence? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put that in the sperm well category. <laughs> yeah. Just, All right. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. All right. Just do, uh, do Triceratops. Right. Yeah, Triceratops. I, like I don't think transgender is going to work. I, I just, I, I, that'll be no. too weird. So I don't think it's going to work on a lot of levels. <laughs> hey, no, uh, it's going to be too weird for sure. All right, Triceratops, <laughs> it is. We'll and uh, we'll put that out on Twitter so people can know. Hey, Mark, you wanted to, uh, you wanted to talk to Weege? Yeah, what's up, Steve? What's up, man? Oh, I remember you. Oh yeah, I'm the fired up guy. You were pissed at Weege on Monday's show. We tried to call Weege and he didn't answer. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, while you were talking, we tried to call Wygant. But here's your chance. He's on the line. That's why I'm calling oh, in. First of all, I want to congratulate him on the NASCAR thing, and I wish him luck. But I'm coming for you, buddy, because I, I need some free pit passes for the races. I'm hoping you can get me hook me up with some free pit passes for me and me a bro. So, so I would be the guy. I would be guy for that. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. I'm not even asking for tickets. I'll pay for the tickets, but it would be a big help if you could get me some all-day pit passers because I'm already subscribed to Racer X for the next 10 years because all the promotion. Wow. And I don't need to spend 50 more more bucks to get plan. in, and I got some stuff that's I want to get out of Raft. I don't know if Weech has oh, power. You have 10 for... consecutive one-year deals. I understand. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, they're always teasing you you're cheap and shit. Now, here's your way to get off the hook. 
and, and tell everybody you're going to give me some free pit passes. For me and my brother, it's a racist. Uh, the problem is you've been scooped by Danny Hartwig this weekend and our buddy Moser at Washougal, who have already hit me up for all I can all I can handle, including Hartwig trying to use a press pass to use this pit board mechanics area at Redbud, which was not going to go okay, over well. Okay, well, I can understand. Um, Them guys are big hitters. But listen, man, I don't need them for that race. I need them for Ironman, for the last race of the season. Oh, for Indiana. I have not had a request. No one has asked me for anything for Ironman yet. Well, all I'm asking if I can get them, man, is, and, you know, otherwise I'm going to have to come down there and put the smack down on you like Ric Flair. Oh, oh. Woo! Uh, at least I have a reason now when I ask my bosses why I need these passes. Yeah. At least uh, I have a reason. Mark will put you, okay, you, put you on hold. Okay, just tell me. been for. Mark will put you on hold, and you can send Wyatt an email. He can see what he can do. Yeah, but he doesn't. I, I, he used to put that on his thing. I read everything. Mm. I love his stuff like you guys. I huh. love JT. Well, I like observations but I, better I, myself. But. He doesn't answer them. Well, I don't want to tell you. Oh. I mean. I, that's I, why I know. I, 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 I call him to get him on the phone. Tell me one of the topics of your email. Can't do I remember uh, all right, Mark, what would have been crazy enough for me not to touch it. All right, Mark. I just put Mark on hold. Um Thanks, Mark, why for calling. Do I, uh, why, why, why do I have to give tip pass to that? I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I, not aware of why this would be my responsibility. I thought you knew, Mark. He acted like he knew you. But I, apparently I not. No, I don't okay. know. He, he, he could maybe remind me, but he didn't say anything at all that makes me think I know the guy. So why is it my responsibility? He's clearly a wrestling fan, and all wrestling fans feel like they can, you know, they're, they're part of you. They're, you're their man. You're their I gateway. Say that, man. I'll give him anything he wants if that's the case. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by MFAB. All right, well, again, let's talk a little bit here. So, JT, you got to stay on the line. Or you got to go. Uh, I'm all right. Whatever. Okay. So, Barsha's won two in a row. Weege, I don't know if you're from, if you're if you're aware of that. Coming into Millville, though. JT and I both think, you know, this is going to be Dungey's race. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but I, we're both favoring Dunge. Do you agree? Do you think Barsha can snatch this third win in a row, or is this going to be the toughest one yet? No, it's not going to be the toughest one yet. Um, I, I would think the odds are better than they were at the previous two uh, with the mud and, you know, Red Bud, I don't see it favoring either rider. So at least here he's got a little advantage. I think you do have to remember, you know, we are going crazy over Barsha, but the standard is we're going crazy over Barsha because it was, holy crap, he held Dunge off mm-hmm. for an entire moto. So Barsha's accomplishment is only measured by how good Dungey was. Like, he was actually good enough to actually beat Dungey straight up in a moto. Yeah, so what happened? In- complimenting Dungey at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if there's odds, right. it's certainly on Dungey's side. Do I think it's impossible for Barsha to win? Uh, definitely not. Um, we he, saw um, good in sand, so he'll be okay in that track. And if he gets two starts, you never know. Yeah, we saw. I mean, at Redbud, what happened in the first moto? Dunge caught Barsha, passed him, and left him behind. So um, they right, just went so really <laughs> even. Right? Yeah. Even in the last race, they were fifty-fifty. They each beat each other once. Right. Right. So I don't think we're at the point where it's like, what's Dunge going to do about this Barsha guy? He's got nothing for him. I don't think we can go that far. But honestly, got home track. But can you both agree with me? Like, I can see Barsha getting second this weekend. I, I really think Kenny. I mean, Kenny rode well at Redbud, but you, you know, I, like I mean, you know, Barsha's a great rider, and he's got this confidence now. I, JT, can you see Barsha getting second and and Kenny getting third? Sure, yeah, I do. Um, you know, we already talked about how I expect him to be up front of the start, and yeah, I think the confidence is really what he's been lacking. 
uh, more than anything. You know, the talk about the bike, you talk about all these things, but the confidence is there now. So mm-hmm. I really don't think he's scared of Ken Roxon in any way. Uh, back when they were on on little bikes, he used to toy with Roxon. I mean, really, he did. You know, there, he would whip it at him and and just play games with Roxon at times. So. I don't think he fears Roxon whatsoever, uh, and it wouldn't shock me at all to see him beat Roxon again this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Roxon's not going to want to let that happen. That's for sure. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> you know, I don't think too many guys in the class want Barsha to win. Not a whole lot of guys are bros with him, you know what I mean, in that class. So uh, no, it, it, should be, at all. it should be interesting to see uh, what where it goes from here. Uh, Weege, where do you like Josh Grant to finish this weekend on a factory Cowie signed for the rest of the year, uh, which I found a little odd. I don't know about you. I thought that was a little weird. And maybe they're not telling us everything that's going on with Will. I don't know. But anyways. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, th- I if you think about it, I almost feel like they're overdue for something like this. I mean, remember, this team didn't come up with a replacement for Han and Supercross. Then had no team at all on the last few Supercross races completely. And then we thought, I think you said, you're like, there's no way they're going to go in the outdoors with just Will Hahn coming up a huge injury. There's no way. So every time they've gone um, on the negative side as far as adding riders, adding talent, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to throw Grant in for, you know, three races instead of two, I don't think that's that crazy. I mean, well, five. they, they five. kind of needed they're, something. They're throwing him in for five. Huh? There's five left. So. Well, yeah, but I'm saying it would have been one oh, or two. Oh, I see what you mean. Right, said, right. I just do all five. I got so, it. Right. But. They've been so in the negative this year on riders and talent and results. At this point, I can't really raise my eyebrow to them adding a second guy. for. Mm-hmm. They haven't had two guys at a race at all this entire year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got Think a point. That. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so does Grant, so Randu Short's coming back this weekend for the BTO Sports KTM team. Who beats who, Weege? JT and I debated this out on our fantasy pod. Who do you, who beats who? Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to Grant. I don't think you're gonna see anything unbelievable from either one of them. Although mm-hmm. we certainly know what Grant's capable of. I don't know if straight off the rip uh, that's gonna be the case right here mm-hmm. at this particular round. But uh, I still favor him over Short because Grant's not really coming off of anything except losing his ride. You know, he was supposedly healed up enough to start racing at Bud's Creek. I think was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's fine. So I don't think there's a big difference. With him, as for short, he told me that he's not as ready as he could be. So yeah, I'll give Grant the edge right then and there. All right, JT, you think Short's going to do a little better? I think uh, you know we we went into this super in depth, but I I really think Josh Grant has a chance of doing something here. Uh, th- my only question was how ready is he? Um, how prepared is he? Because I know Andrew's not a hundred percent. Uh, and I think this is maybe, you know, Redbud and, and Milbo are Josh Grant's best tracks other than Glen Helen. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Josh Grant may beat Andrew this weekend. Moving forward, I like Andrew, but yeah. I think maybe couldn't, this weekend Josh Grant has Couldn't something. you see Grant beating Andrew in one moto, like getting a 6th or 7th, Andrew getting a 10th, and then Andrew getting another 10th, but Grant having problems and crashing and going 7-14 while Shorty goes 10-10. Right, sure, like, I, I, like it's possible, <laughs> totally, uh, totally uh, the way you could see yeah. it. All right, let's get let, let's get to some phone calls here. Nathan, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. What's happening? Uh, not too much. I was just wondering uh, if you guys had heard anything besides Kenny Watson's half stampet on Southwick about the track that's going to replace Utah. Well, we got the voice of American Motocross on the line, so. 
you know what? Uh, one complaint I've heard about Southwick, I actually threw that out there during like various roundtable discussions throughout the year. Um, one hidden problem that Southwick always had was that it was quite small, uh, the facility and stuff like that. Um, I think when it was in, it was in kind of grandfathered in. And anyone that's hearing this right now is probably puking because they're like, I don't care about how small the pits are. It's a sand, sand track, and we need a sand track back. So I know that no one wants to hear any of this, and they think it's all bunk. But I know that was a struggle with that track for, seriously, like the last 25 years with how small it is. And if you haven't been there, it's hard for us to explain, but it literally is like a neighborhood park. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a track that uh-huh. looks more different on TV than in person? Southwick is tiny. It's really strange. It yeah. looks normal on TV. Anyway, I believe that's the struggle, even all things being equal. Like, it's not a perfect place to hold a national as much as it looks like that on the track. So I don't think it's a guarantee slam dunk, even if all the other stuff gets worked but, out. But Watson half-stamped it. What? Oh, Watson stamped it. Oh, half-stamped it. No, he half-stamped it. Well, well, we say Watson 50-50, and he half-stamped it. So what are we down to? <laughs> One quarter? Yeah, 25%. Um, 25%. Well, yeah, I don't... I, it certainly has to be in play. It has to be in play. The track is finally functioning. It wasn't right. really functioning during this entire time. It was off the, mm-hmm. the, the the schedule, but I'm sure it's in play. But I don't think it's a stamp yet. What about Freestone? Maybe they'll go back to Freestone. I mean, I don't. I know they didn't like taking the race away from Tony Miller, you know, and a lot of teams didn't like it. But maybe they, maybe they say, "All right, Tony, we'll go back." I think a lot of people say, I had, I had and, uh, heard from. Oh, hold on. What's up, Nathan? I was going to say, I just, I had heard from my friend. He goes to a lot of the races with the, the star, the star racing crew. And he had said something to me about, I live in Ohio, and he said that Davey was thinking about purchasing land in Ohio for oh. for another national here that's closer to home. I don't know if that seems yeah. realistic or not since they got rid of Troy. But. Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard anything at all. JT, you know anything besides Kenny that's Watson's news to me. We should step. be the expert. Right. All right. Hey, Nathan, do you yeah, want to? I don't, think they're, I don't think they're buying land, especially with the Indiana Redbud. That area of the country, I think, is considered, yeah. considered handled uh, at this point. Um, um, I think it's in the Northeast to be looking in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, Southwick is the most cool. logical thing, but I don't think it's quite as simple as it sounds. Nathan, do you want to win the uh, Fly Race and Pit Tech Pro Glove T-Handle and Tie Downs? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, stay on hold. Uh, tits will get your information. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. All right, thanks. we got our winner there, so thanks to Nathan. Uh, cool. Sean, you got a question about Kenny Roxon? Sean? All right, Sean's, Sean's gone. Uh, Nick, what's going on? How are you? Yeah. I was going to ask about fantasy, but you guys touched on that already. Um, but instead of doing that, let's talk about the nations. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, before we talk about that, is Stewart going to race the last two like you said he was going to, or is he uh, is he out? I don't think he's out. Did he ever say he was going to? I don't. No, he never. He said told he was me going. he, he wasn't. He would not. Yeah, yeah. He told me okay. he wasn't. Okay. So. Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe think that he was definitely pumped to race again, like right away. Whatever. Well, he's got the um, yeah, he's got the straight rhythm. Obviously out. Yeah. Okay. So then we've got Dungey Barsha Martin. Is that is that the current current That's, state of the nations? Yeah, it's certainly the most logical right now. Although there's rumors that Dunge doesn't want to do it. He doesn't he doesn't want to go to the race, which is fine. I I wouldn't begrudge him for. Wanting to go – how many years in a row has he gone now? I think it's been – geez. Six, right? Six, six, yeah, six years in a row. So, yeah, go ahead. If he wants to take one off, I'm, I'm counting with that. Um, yeah, we, we talked about this on last week's show a little bit, uh, Nick. We had, a, we had some good debates about what, what you should do and what we should do. And 
And, um, you know, definitely Barsha looks like he's uh, sitting great. Jeremy Martin looks like he's sitting great. And I would wait for Trey, Trey Kennard to come back and, and see how he could do. Myself, but um, maybe you send Blake Baggett. Maybe Jason Anderson. So it should be interesting to see. I, I don't think the USA are favorites, no, almost no matter who they send. Uh, you can't, can't say that now. So, Especially not going to France. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate it. What about who would you send, Wygant? Oh, right now? Uh, right now, if Dungeon's going, yeah, I think he'd go Martin, Bag, or Barsha, and Dungey. Um, I don't think that's too hard a decision to make. I love your idea of having someone drop down in the 250 class, but it's not like there's some overwhelming 450 talent uh, waiting to do it. Yeah. So, you know, if Tomac were still in the mix and you could have Barsha, Dungey, and Tomac on the same team, I'd do it, but Tomac's gone. Mm-hmm. But if Dungey's gone, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah, if Dungey's Ooh, out, you're definitely we need to do. Maybe we need to. Oh, man. Weedwoodson, Weedwoodson, Harvick, Jr., and Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> America. Honestly, there would be no better story, no better redemption story than the seven suiting up for America. And then in the face of water. And then hey, fire. and then he goes in cartwheels, and everybody just hates him even more. <laughs> <laughs> like he's back, he's gonna do it, and then oh, James, he he sprints out to a twenty second lead. He's dominating, and then he just yeah, just cartwheels. But, uh, hey, we're way, way, way ahead in the Stewart thing. I mean, he's not racing until, I, I, you know, Straight Rhythm and Monster Cup. I don't even know which one is first. I think Straight Rhythm. I think straight Rhythm, rhythm is. I don't yeah. even know. Straight Rhythm is. Okay, yeah. So those are basically his first races back. And we really won't – it really won't come into play until 2016 when this series begin in earnest. Mm-hmm. But I just want to go on the record that I know everybody is like, oh, dude, he's going to come out like a house of fire. I just want to state now that I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Like – I can't guarantee that one year off is going to make him better. No, I, everyone seems to be assuming. Uh, who who are you? Great. Who are these people that are assuming that? Because I would also like look at Davy Millsaps. Okay, he won the Monster Cup, sure, but you know he was off for a year and it didn't really work out great. We didn't I think see. a one reigning yellow would be the person. Yeah, yeah. Are you, fitting is that who you're point. talking? Is reigning yellow telling you he's coming out with a fury? Because I, I don't I don't see it. Well, I'll just have to use yours. You watch. You watch <laughs> what's going on in the months of November and December and the amount of people that are being saying, oh, right. dude, Stuart, I... he's refreshed, he's focused, uh... he, he knows what he could have lost, and he appreciates it more. You're going to hear all these somewhat non-meaningful he's... mental things, he's... which really might just come down to how do your skills uh, improve or erode, which direction do they go when you have a year without competition, which I can't imagine is really good. Yeah. Anybody. I think he's going to come out. He's going to jump some crazy shit. He's going to win the odd race here and there, and he's going to crash a few times, and he'll get, you oh. know, yeah. That's how I think he'll do. He'll get fourth in the series or something. <laughs> yeah, that's how I think he'll do. I know it's, it's shocking, but all right. Yeah. Last. Well, co- what I think is happening here is as time goes, we're starting to forget. Like, that's a perfect example. He has raced previous seasons, and that's pretty much the way it went. You know, actually, I'll tell you, I had someone over my house, we were hanging out the other day, and they said, dude, could you imagine how scared Dundrew would be if he found out that Stewart and Villapoto were racing a Monster Cup or something like that? And I was just like, I don't know why he would care. I mean, he's <laughs> raced Stewart plenty of times, plenty of seasons. Yeah. I don't think that would, Yeah. especially now, he's had a year off. Like, I don't think he'd be worried at all. No, I, yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Uh, last yeah. phone call here. Uh, Jeremy, what's up? you got a Chad Reed question, right? So that, that has to go to JT because that's he's the expert. Oh, well, first of all, I have to say I am, like, starstruck because I actually talked to Tiz. But uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Oh, so it's you, a big deal. you claim that uh, Chad Reed is allegedly going to Yamaha. Yep. And his history has shown that he is one of the most picky riders, besides Nick Way, of course. But uh, And with the history of the Yamaha basically being kind of a finicky bike to set up, isn't this kind of a recipe for disaster? Or am I just thinking too much into it? JT, is this a recipe for disaster for your guy, Chad Reed? Uh, I don't think it's a recipe for disaster for his bank account. Oh, never, yeah. <laughs> tell you that. So, so that's the only motive? No, well, I, I, you know, I think that's a big part of it. I, mean, I think he's, he's running out of teams to ride. Yeah, I think for, he's know. gone. Well, I think he's gone through a lot of years of making no money, and I think Yamaha, he and he and Yamaha both want to work together. Yamaha has money to spend. Uh, you know, Chad will make a splash on that bike, and I, I think that bike's come a long way uh, because I was a pretty big critic of it myself. Uh, but you can kind of see the, you know, the the results are better these yeah. days on that bike. So. We'll see how it Very goes. True. He's definitely picky. Uh, but I think had this happened, you know, two years ago, maybe it, it, it ends poorly. But I think there's a chance for it to be successful. Yeah, the bike, the bike has improved a lot. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Don't know what's going on in the background there, Jeremy, but thank you for calling. All right. Uh, we one, thing I, one thing I really look forward to, whatever this Reed team, if it happens to be a Yamaha deal, however it's structured, I mean, he's not riding for JGR. I mean, we know that, right? That's not. That would be, be, that would be awesome. Well, what I think will be just as awesome is if he ends up riding a factory Yamaha, but not for JGR, hearing the back and forth between Reed's side and their side about who's the bigger idiot about setting motorcycles up. I cannot wait. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, too. That'll be strong. You're right. That'll be strong. Um, yeah. Weege, does, does Nicoletti fly off the track and hit a photographer, official, or fan this weekend? Patrick? Yes. Well... There's really only one way you could you could uh, top what he's already done. Let's hope the boot monster makes his return and then Phil does the rest. <laughs> Fantastic. It's such a good way to top yeah. it off. Um, thanks to both of you guys for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Do either one of you uh, want to win some fly racing uh, Pit Tech Pro Gloves, T-handles? I know where they keep them, so I think I'll give them to somebody else. Okay. Me? We just sell his on eBay, so we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> I'll take free anything. Yeah. You think gloves or T-handles? They're both. It's a set. Gloves and a T-handles. Yeah. Fly Racing makes T-handles. We do. We have a full hard parts division, bro. Learning new things all the time. There you go. All right. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. See you guys. That is uh, Jason Thomas and uh, Jason Wygant. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks for all the calls. Sorry if we didn't get to you. Wasn't my fault. Tits probably chose not to put you through. Millville this weekend. Washougal next weekend. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Fly race and motorcycle show. Center by NFAB. Later.